0: For a single soul Reaching up further And stepping in Hi, my name is Michael Lee, and I hope and pray that the Word of God would be your foundation and that it will be secure and firm. Uh, you know, when I got a chance to visit Turkey a number of years back for a mission trip, uh, we got a chance to meet with some of the new believers, and we just wanted to hear their stories and to encourage them and pray for them. And one of the brothers was sharing with us how difficult it was For him, as soon as he became a Christian, uh, what we found out was that in the country of Turkey, in your identification card, you had to put down what your religion is. And uh, most of them were Muslim. uh, But once he converted to Christianity, he decided to change that status on his identification card. And as he did so, uh, he found it difficult to get anything, uh, purchase things and especially as he was searching for a home for himself and for his family. And as he found a place that he thought he could purchase, uh, when the landowner asked for his identification card, uh, they noticed that he was a Christian and they rejected him. And he struggled just to find places to, to live. And those are challenges that people face around the world, uh, being a Christian. And for us, we know that we'll be facing challenges every day. And we'll be looking at these three men and how their faith was challenged
1: as well. Daniel chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So, the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever! Your Majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of gold, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up.
0: Now, the book of Daniel is a very popular book, and I'm sure a lot of you have have heard about it. Uh, it, But there are things that we can draw and lessons that we can learn as well. And we see through the lives of these three men and how their faith was challenged here in chapter 3 in the book of Daniel. And it begins with this king named Nebuchadnezzar, and he decides to make an image of himself out of gold. And the passage tells us that uh, the description given to us is that it was 60 cubits uh, high. Uh, If you were to convert that, that means it was 90 feet high. Now that's a a very large statue uh, to be made. And that must have been a sight to see. You can see it for miles away because of how large it was. And not only that, but they said that it was made out of pure gold. Uh, I imagine that this nation was very rich for, in order for them to compile all this gold into making it into the statue. Now, uh, verse three gives a list of all these different and important officials uh, that come to this ceremony. They were judges military commanders, advisors, um, all appearing at the same time for this big inaugural event. And uh, it says that these people were worshiping the statue uh, as they were called to do at the sound of the music they were told to worship. Now this would be similar to if you've ever been to North Korea or have heard that they too also have statues of their leaders and for them, uh, the leaders were considered um, like gods, and they too would worship and also pay, uh, pay tribute uh, to these statues. Now, imagine this enormous gathering, uh, you know, thousands of people coming together uh, for this event. And it wasn't uh, something that they can choose not to go to, but it was mandatory for all of them uh, to be there uh, in order to worship the image of this king. Uh, I can imagine there must have been a lot of peer pressure for everyone to do what, what they were called to do, or else they would have to face death. That was the punishment for not following the, this order. Uh, now, everyone who is a follower of Christ, uh, we know that we will be challenged in our faith as well. At some point in our lives, there will be important decisions that we will need to make and when those times come uh, we need to be prepared Uh, i know that for myself uh, my faith was challenged uh, through my father uh, who is not yet a believer Uh, but growing up uh, with him uh, ever since i was young you know my mother used to take my brother and i to church and she got very involved Uh, she started uh, becoming transformed and my brother and i We're starting to hear the gospel, and we are being changed by that. Uh, And my mom started to get more and more involved in the church. Uh, she, She started attending, you know, the weekly prayer meetings, the Bible studies. But the more my mom and my brother and I would go to church, this would make my father very angry. He thought that we were wasting our time when we should be studying or preparing for colleges. And especially towards my mom. I remember seeing um, how she was persecuted by my father. And whenever, but she felt that she needed to be devoted to God, committed to God more than to uh, her husband, who is not a believer yet. And that meant that there would be a lot of hardships that she would have to face. And when she would leave, uh, my dad would look for her and he would start uh, breaking sermon tapes, uh, ripping up. Uh, her Christian books and even her Bible. And I remember there are a lot of nights where there would be yelling and screaming by my dad. and I remember just going to my room and just crying and praying uh, for the situation. And I think the heart one of the most difficult things for me was when I got the calling into ministry, and I knew that I would have to tell my father about my future plans. Uh, knowing that my dad was not, uh, you know, strongly uh, for us as believers, I knew that this would be a difficult task. And so I remember spending time praying and fasting and asking my friends to join with me. Uh, finally, when that day came, when I would talk to my dad uh, about my future, surprisingly, he gave his blessing, saying that um, as long as you're able to, you know, support yourself, uh, I will be... Uh, more than happy for you and I saw how much that challenged me to really put my trust and faith in Christ even in that difficult situation and uh, we see here that the apostle Paul reminds us that do not be surprised by trials or tests or tribulations that come into our lives uh, but rather we should seek for spiritual growth uh, because We know that the enemy will try to instill fear into our lives, but we need to convert that into faith, Uh, just like we see in these three brothers, uh, these men of God who put their trust in the Lord uh, and not in uh, what the king was telling them to do. And I think that is an important lesson that we can learn when our faith gets challenged and when we get tested that we need to put even more faith and trust in God. You know, God never promised us as His children that our lives would be free from heartache or from hardships or troubles, Uh, rather, you know, we should expect them. But He did promise us that He would walk with us, uh, alongside with us during that time and that He would make His presence known. And thankfully, we have His Word, we have the Bible that we can turn to and read and gain uh, peace and understanding and understand his heart that he desires to share with us. Uh, May that encourage you and help us uh, during these difficult times, whatever it may be. And I know that each person's situation is unique, uh, but our God knows exactly what we need. Uh, May we turn to him and may we seek him. And I know that God hears our prayers. Uh, Let's turn to him in prayer, shall we? Uh, Father, we are so grateful that we are not alone uh, in this world, that we do not have to face these troubles, uh, God, with our own strength, but we thank you that your word is enough for us. We thank you that your presence is ever-present, and that, God, that when we call out to you, that you will answer. And I just really pray that you would be with all those who are listening today, uh, that you would give them enough grace to know that uh, you are indeed a God who is Uh, trustworthy, and a God who loves us uh, beyond what we can imagine. So we we thank you and we give you praise. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.